0: welcome back to the my online schooling podcast the place where we talk to staff to parents and to pupils to find out more about life at the online school now this podcast is also available to watch the video so if you'd like to see our guests as well as hear them then head over to youtube and just search for my online schooling but for now let's get right into this episode of the my online schooling podcast So today I'm joined by a small number of people as we discover what life is like at the secondary school when it's an online school. So we have the head of secondary, that's Emily Booth. We have the deputy head of secondary, Emily Peters and we also have the secondary leader of teaching and learning Lauren Galligan and she is also a science teacher I wonder though first of all Emily B if you can just tell us as uh, head of secondary school tell us a little bit about your background so how you how you stepped into the world of working in education in the first place
1: Sure. So um, I'm originally from the United States. So originally uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, and I did my uh, initial steps in my teaching career in Georgia. So um, getting doing my teacher training and and my first couple of years as a teacher, I taught uh, secondary history and government and politics, which um, was was really really fun to do in in um, context of of teaching in Georgia. And then I moved to Edinburgh in 2017 and and kind of stumbled into the world of online education, starting with my online schooling as education coordinator. Um, That evolved into the deputy head of secondary. And then in February 2021, I became the head of secondary school. And it's been an absolute pleasure to, to be on this journey with my online schooling and watching the school develop in the last three years.
0: Fantastic. So you, you talk about history there. Tell me then, I've just got to ask this very quickly, what's your favorite period in history uh, to teach when you're teaching full time, that is?
1: Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, my, I, I've got a real passion for American history. And, and my favorite period to teach is, is early American history. So probably, you know, 1760 to about 1800 would be, you know, I could talk about that all day long.
0: Fantastic! What a great period to uh, uh, to to explore, Um, and also I'd love to understand a little bit, just very briefly, what your feelings were about the concept of online education when you first heard of it.
1: That's a really great question. It's it's not something that I was really familiar with um, as as a fully online school. I know I come from you know teaching in a bricks and mortar school, having your physical classroom, having students come every day. So it wasn't a concept I was familiar with at all, but very quickly, I was able to see, oh my gosh, there's the child that I wasn't able to reach in a, and I wasn't able to support fully in my physical classroom. They would have thrived at this. This would have supported them. Um, and I was able to make those connections between pupils I had taught and, um, really recognize that online education can be a way of supporting those students to achieve their goals. Um, And and very quickly, I realized that this could be a solution that works for a great number of people that are currently not able to access education through um, the mainstream system.
0: Mm, That's great to hear. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, Now, Emily Peters, Deputy Head of the Secondary School, tell us about your journey into working in this wonderful world of education.
2: So I uh, joined the school at a similar time to Emily Booth but I joined as a science teacher which is what my background was also coming from a mainstream school and I stumbled upon my online schooling as a happy accident. It's actually an interesting story. Uh, Lauren's uncle used to be my head of department in my last school And he told me that his niece worked at an online school because he knew that I wasn't well at the time and I was looking for something alternative. I was struggling a little bit in the mainstream setting just due to an illness that was uh, ongoing at the time. And so he recommended my online schooling to me and I thought, that's very interesting. They happened to be looking for a physics teacher and I happened to be looking for an alternative physics opportunity. So again, it was a happy accident and not something I was familiar with beforehand, but Yes, uh, very similar to Emily Booth, turned out to be um, such a fantastic long term opportunity that I had no idea what I was getting into and um, learned so much so
0: quickly. Fantastic. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Tell us a little bit about why you love science so much. And you mentioned physics in particular, why you like physics so much.
2: Well, Simon, we wouldn't be here without physics. If you want me to, if you want me to talk about science for an hour, I certainly will do. Uh, but uh, just the, the ideas, these concepts that are so much bigger than what we can see and what we can feel around us, is one of the reasons why I'm absolutely obsessed with space. Uh, this idea that that we're relatively insignificant by comparison to the rest of the universe. It's something that I like to remind myself of whenever I'm worrying or stressing about something, which actually probably doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. So I love science because it explains everything and it also just raises so many questions that we'll probably never know the answer to.
0: And what's your favourite astronomy fact, would you say?
2: Ooh, my favourite astronomy fact, I think, would have to be... I'll go with a nice uh, straightforward one. Uh, The speed of light, light travels at 300 million metres per second, which means all of the light that we see from the sun is about eight minutes old by the time we see it.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. This this podcast is turning into a a science lesson as well. It's fantastic. Every day is a school day, they say, and that's certainly true here. (laughs) Uh, Now, Lauren, uh, leader of teaching and learning at my online school. We know that about you. We we know something about your uncle as well. Thanks to Emily just now. Uh, Tell us a little bit, though, about your your own journey into the world of education.
3: Mine was a bit of an accident as well, really. Um, After... I'd done my undergrad and masters in chemistry, I decided to start a PhD in chemistry. And about six months in, you had the opportunity to start um, working with the undergrads and do some lab work and um, tutoring or seminars. And I just realized I actually really, really love that. And I wasn't really enjoying the research side of the PhD anymore. So um, yeah, it was a bit of an accident. So from that, I thought, right, I'm going to quit here. I don't want to spend another three years doing something I don't like. And I started my teacher training. This was down in Warwick and I knew that I was going to need to move back up north. And I came across this as an accident again and just something that I could um, could teach no matter where I was in the UK because I didn't know where I was going to be settling at the time and I just liked the flexibility and um, you know just being able to teach wherever I end up.
0: Fantastic thank you for that and thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Now Emily just give us a, a quick overview of life at the secondary school at my online schooling it being an online school and and also how it differs in some ways apart from the obvious ways to a bricks and mortar school.
1: Sure. So I think the unique thing about online schooling with my online schooling is how similar we actually are to a mainstream school. Um, We have a really, really strong secondary community, a lot of opportunities for enrichment within the school and extracurricular activities. Uh, So for our students, while they may uh, have some more flexibility in their schedule. The opportunities that are available to them are really similar to the opportunities that are available in a mainstream school. Um, we cover quite a large sector, a large segment of my online schooling, covering from year seven to year thirteen across three key stages. So it is it is quite a, um, a large part of the school with a lot of different areas and facets um, to it from you know, Key Stage 3, supporting students who are moving from the junior school to secondary school and um, creating a really nurturing environment for those students. And then working with our Key Stage 4 and 5 students as they do their international GCSEs and their A-levels and and supporting them through to examinations. Um, So it's very, it's it's broad, but we also have our support groups and, and intervention pathways to support students with their academics. But we also care very deeply about supporting the whole child, including their social development um, and, and also giving them opportunities for enrichment um, to, to be able to foster their passion. So that might be in, in our form groups where they get to meet with, with small groups of students in their year groups and, and have their form teacher that they form a close relationship with. Uh, we also have guest speakers coming in throughout the year uh, to, to talk to students. You know We have... Um, a scientist coming in to talk about um, their career, giving students options of um, how they might get into a career in science. We've had people from universities come to speak to students about um, different career opportunities and and different interests that they might have to get students excited about the curriculum that we're teaching and, and what further opportunities lie ahead for them.
0: Awesome. It's, it's great to see the, the, the reaction on Emily's face when you mentioned about a scientist as a guest speaker. She, she couldn't help but break into a smile. It's fantastic. <laughs> she loves it. Um, Emily, tell me a little bit more about this nurturing environment, because if, if I was to play devil's advocate, then I, I, I could easily say that in a bricks and mortar school, it's quite easy to be nurturing because somebody can you know, physically be alongside a child in a school and can talk to them about things that might be concerning them and helping them on their journey as they grow up and turn from being, you know, young children into into young adults. How does that actually look in an online environment though?
1: I think the difference being online is with the size of our classes, we only have 20, a maximum of 20 students in our classes. And oftentimes, depending on the class, there might be less than that. But in a mainstream classroom, the teacher is worried about a thousand different things at one time. And even though you might have, teachers might have the opportunity to go up to a child and speak to them one-to-one, that rarely happens because of all of the things that teachers are worried about doing other than actually spending time with a child and, and learning about who they are and supporting their, their academic development. With our small class sizes and with the approach that we have, we're able to connect with every single child and um, really develop an individualized learning plan for that child that's going to support them. And again, we we just care so much about the students that we have. And for our teachers, it's really important. We, We know a lot of where our students are coming from, which might be quite negative experiences in a mainstream school environment. And we're aware of that. And we take that into account with how we run our lessons to make sure every child feels seen and heard by their teacher and recognized and feels like they're respected in every class that they're in.
0: Thanks, Emily. Uh, Switching across to other Emily now, um, uh, Emily Booth was just mentioning about children being seen and heard and everyone feeling like they're being seen and heard. How do you find that that plays out, uh, not just in the classes that you experience, but with the other teaching staff at My Online Schooling, you know, how they see that from one day to the next?
2: Yeah, it's definitely something which surprised me when I first became an online teacher and then transitioned into the deputy head position, that The relationships that our teachers build with the pupils are strong relationships that are just wonderful to watch flourish. Um, Emily Booth mentioned earlier that some of these pupils would not have had the confidence to speak up in the mainstream classroom uh, due to a number of different factors, but thanks to our small class sizes, and our dedicated teaching staff we start to see these bonds build in this really calm and supportive environment and while some pupils might feel more comfortable using their camera or using their microphones and other pupils may feel more comfortable just chatting to their teacher maybe with a private message um, whatever means they use we're really seeing those relationships flourish and I know that personally when I've spent time in the classroom it's been wonderful to see every individual personality shining through in a way that might not be expected in an online capacity. Um, it really has been amazing.
0: Do you find then that people have the ability, I guess, to sort of, you know, express themselves and, and to be free to do that in the way that suits them, where in in a in a traditional bricks and mortar environment they may feel a bit, you know, intimidated by their by their classmates, for example.
2: Yes, it's a shame. There are certain barriers for young people, teenagers, you know, they've got all these various things going on and um, there is sometimes a sense of insecurity whereas I think from the comfort of your own home um, it really does remove some of those barriers and allow pupils to relax a little bit and have some more control over their learning environment and that opens up the opportunities for social connections and again everybody learns better when they're feeling relaxed and prepared for their lesson so um, definitely a benefit for the pupils I would say.
0: Lauren one of the things Emily mentioned a couple of minutes ago was one of the surprises that she discovered when she stepped into the world of an online education um thinking back to your time with my online schooling what surprises do you feel that you may have encountered uh, on that journey
3: i think i was surprised at how um how deep of a relationship and connection you can build even through a chat box. Some of our pupils don't feel comfortable using their webcam and mic, but even through the chat box and through messaging on canvas, you can still have such um, a wonderful relationship. And I do feel even though I've not seen some of my people's faces, I know them. I know um, what their interests are, what their aspirations are. I love, love um, hearing what they did over the weekend. I know all about their families. And that surprised me just um, how, what connection you can build, even though you're not face-to-face.
0: Hmm, oh, I see that, I see that. Thanks for that, Lauren. Uh, Emily P, I'm just gonna jump back to you again. Um, uh, it'd be great to understand a bit more about the, uh, the, the next steps of children in their future. Um, so when they leave my online schooling, you know what typically what their next steps are and whether they step out into the world of work or whether they go off to university what do you find their next steps tend to be
2: So as with any education setting, we do have a variety of paths that pupils can take and choose to take uh, after their education with My Online Schooling. Um, For pupils who are in the lower year groups prior to any certificates and qualifications that they might have received, some of our pupils do feel empowered after learning with My Online Schooling to transition back into a mainstream building, where for those pupils that may not have been a possibility before. So that's always a positive step um, for our pupils who have completed their examinations at GCSE and also at A-level. Uh, we are Uh, implementing a lot of support uh, to empower them to move into university or to move straight into the workplace and one of the ways in which we're doing that is uh, with our brand new next steps program which we're rolling out for this academic year uh, 21-22 and that will be specifically targeting our year 11 and year 13 pupils and as you've mentioned preparing them for what comes next after my online schooling.
0: Wow, tell me a little bit more about the next steps program. How does that work? What actually is it and how does that work uh,
1: so our next steps program it's a brand new initiative that we're launching we're really excited about it so um it falls in the period after examinations are finished, so peoples are doing revision and preparing for their examinations and lessons are running. And then at the end of June, after examinations finish, we start a, a four-week program to support students as they prepare for what comes next. Uh, so the first two weeks are uh, specific career guidance support, and we're bringing in um different experts and professionals to run sessions with students on different options that are available to them, whether that be apprenticeships um, or or thinking about entering university, how to support with UCAS, uh, and that also involves one-to-one career support and, and guidance for for students who really need that, that one-to-one support uh, to, to find out and explore what their next steps are going to be. The second half of the Next Steps program involves a two-week entrepreneurship um, kind of crash course where students are going to be working in groups and uh, pitching products and and coming up with business ideas and and thinking about how that's pitched. And we really, it's important to us. My online schooling started out as, as an entrepreneur having an idea and Um, having a passion for education, and we want to build that same spirit in our students and um, really foster their creativity and show them what's possible with a bit of creativity and a bit of planning. Uh, So students will pitch all of their ideas, um, and we are rounding out our Next Steps program with a graduation ceremony to celebrate the achievements of our year 11 and 13 students who have finished their key stage four and key stage five program, which is a fantastic achievement and and really deserves to be celebrated.
0: Fantastic. That really does sound like a great opportunity for celebration. Um, And when you talk about exams, I mean, you've mentioned GCSEs and A-levels, given the fact that my online schooling is is a fully online school, are are those like, you know, regular GCSEs and regular A-levels that are recognized by universities just in exactly the same way?
1: Exactly. So our students get international GCSEs that are from Pearson at Excel, and they'll have the same certificate that a student studying in a mainstream school would have who has studied international GCSEs with with that exam board. Uh, For Cambridge A-levels, we have recently... um, very proud moment, but we've recently gotten our accreditation through Cambridge International. So uh, our A-level program is accredited through Cambridge. And when students get their certificate, it will say that they've received their international A-levels through my online schooling, which is very exciting. We'll um, really further support our, our school and our students as they go out into the world and um, anywhere that accepts British qualifications will accept the qualifications that that students get through my online schooling.
0: Fantastic and and I love this talk of international when you talk about international A-levels, international GCSEs. Lauren let me just ask you as leader of teaching and Uh, Learning When it comes to the international side of school life, how do you see that playing out in everyday life in the classrooms?
3: Um, Well, within our schemes of work and our curriculum, we actively try to put, uh, well, have an international mindedness within it. So um, making sure that even though we're teaching the British national curriculum, not all of our lessons and examples are talking about the weather in England or um, you know festivals in England. We make sure teachers bring in a nice range from all around the world. Within the classroom, it's great to have pupils from all over the world because um, you can have conversations and it's amazing to hear them tell you about different holidays and festivals, maybe even the weather where they are. Um, just thinking about in some of my classes. So recently in year eight science, we we're having a look at rocks and there's a type of weathering that I'm not going to bore you with it. There's a type of weathering that happens to rocks. And I said, I've never seen this because where I live, it's not possible for this to happen. And it was amazing that some other peoples could pop their hand up and say, well, actually, yeah, this does happen near me and explain why. And then be able to go out, get pictures and come and show us. So there's just so many opportunities, even when you wouldn't expect it, for um, pupils to take a glimpse into other people's lives, um, locations, holidays, festivals and that.
1: It's an opportunity for enrichment that we don't even have to plan because it happens so naturally with all of our students being based all around the world. You could have a class with students from four different continents and... That's so valuable for all of our students to, while this world is becoming even more global and more international, to have those experiences when they're young of meeting other students their age and forming those relationships with um, students from all around the world. And it it really develops students holistically and and really develops their international mindedness and their, their cultural awareness, which I think is such an important facet of secondary school. And we can really develop that without too much effort which is fantastic it all just happens naturally
0: awesome it's great to get that input then from each of those different people around the world that's fantastic Uh, we need to bring this podcast episode to a close but actually i've got one last question for each of you as we get closer and closer towards summer and in the uk at least the weather is getting better and better do any of you have any good plans to get out of the country to go anywhere at all to experience a nice bit of holiday uh emily b do you want to go first
1: well i'm getting married this summer so uh hopefully oh wow congratulations <laughs> <I'll get> to- <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> thank you um hopefully i'll get to spend some some time on on a honeymoon or we can go get away it's been a couple of years since we've been able to to do a trip i'm sure like everyone so so hopefully can go somewhere warm
2: <laughs> that's the goal
0: very good well i hope you have a great uh, great wedding and a great honeymoon uh that's fantastic emily p can you top that
2: Well, I'm going to stay in Edinburgh and I'll have to hold down the fort while Emily's away enjoying herself. (laughs) Um, But no, on a serious note, I have no current plans. Um, I have to admit, I'm looking forward to getting out and exploring um, the Scottish countryside a little bit. I'm still relatively new to the area, so that's going to be my summer goal.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's always good to explore the local area. And Lauren, how about you? What are your plans?
2: Well, I've
3: already had my holiday this year. I went to Barcelona over the Easter holidays. So no plans over the summer. However, Emily P, if you need someone to explore the Scottish countryside, let me know. Don't leave me out. I'll come too. (laughs) Oh no, We'll wait until you're back then. (laughs)
0: fantastic well look, it's been great talking to all of you it's been great to understand more about the secondary school to understand uh, all of these different things that are happening in everyday school life to understand some of the differences and some uh, well, a lot of the similarities between a bricks and mortar school and this online education concept as well but thank you very much for all of you for being here great that you could give up your time and to be here to share that with all of us here today thanks very much
3: thank you thanks for having us simon
0: so that was head of secondary school, Emily Booth, deputy head of secondary school, Emily Peters, and the secondary leader of teaching and learning, Lauren Galligan. Thank you all three of you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. It's really good to find out more about the secondary school as you unpack that for us. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe if you'd like to stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.